Good morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And it's time for our coffee break. We're going to be talking about kids' movies that scared us when we were kids. So we're not going to be talking about movies like Watership Down or like Princess and the Unicorn or how what's that? that? The Last Unicorn? The Last Unicorn. Yeah. Princess and the Goblin is what I'm thinking of. (laughs) We are going to mention that one because that one was made for children. But like The Last Unicorn and like Watership Down, like I can't confirm that those were made specifically for children. I hope The Last Unicorn was not made for children because there's, I mean, there's a tree with boobs. Yeah. How do you... (laughs) Well, you can also argue that, like, in The Princess and the Goblin, the Goblin Queen has, like, enormous boobs, and it's a little, like, why is that necessary? I mean, boobs are natural and great, but, um... Yeah, they're a little bit suggestive in the way that they are on these characters. No, yeah, they're definitely sexualized. But, um, so we're not gonna really be talking about those... We're going to be talking about the ones that we feel like were specifically made for children that really scared us. So Mm -hmm. I saw Jurassic Park when I was six. Oh, my God. And it didn't scare me. I really liked it. Yeah, same. A lot of things didn't really scare me when I was younger. However, the movie that I'm going to be talking about is called Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. And Abby, you've never seen it. No, I didn't even know it existed. So my cousin, she had a collection of VHS tapes that we kept at my grandma's house. And she's about three years older than me. So she's sort of my generation, right? Like a lot of like music that I liked, like it was because she liked it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I kind of like she was kind of like my older sister since I didn't really have any older siblings in, in reality. So my cousin was sort of my older sibling in that respect where I liked a lot of the same stuff she liked and she had a bunch of VHS tapes she had she didn't have princess and the goblin that one another friend of mine had but she had three that I can think of off the top of my head well one was Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night the other one was like a an anime version of the Little Mermaid that was really close to the Hans Christian Andersen story. Oh, Where, God. like, she drowns and becomes sea foam. And, mm. yeah, and I remember being a kid being like, what the heck is this? And the other one that she had was called Happily Ever After, <laughs> which you know about. Yes. Yeah, which is, like, Snow White 2. And it's really it's scary. Weird. It's very weird. Really unsettling. Yeah, it's, it's super unsettling. And I remember uh, those three films really creeped me out. But Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night was special because that one has, obviously, puppets in it. More so than the Disney version. Disney version really doesn't focus on puppetry really at all. It's all about Pinocchio. Pinocchio is like the only puppet really involved in the whole film. And yeah. uh, you can argue that the Disney version of Pinocchio is frightening, especially the donkey scene. Yeah. But Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. So this film came out in 1987 by a company in California, an animation company called Filmation. 
they also did the Snow White 2 Happily Ever After Mm -hmm. film. And watching this film last night, I noticed that the animation was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) I thought going back to this, because I haven't seen this in literally years, I went back to this and I thought, oh, this is actually pretty good. And my husband thought that the animation was pretty good, too. And he's kind of a stickler for animation. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, this is pretty great for a small company in 87. Mm -hmm. The story goes is that uh, it's been a year since the events of the first (laughs) Pinocchio, I guess. And uh, Pinocchio is celebrating his, I guess, technically his first birthday. And the Blue Fairy comes and she sings a beautiful song to him about his freedom and how he shouldn't take his freedom for granted. And it's very strange. And so then (laughs) she kind of takes off and she's like, goodbye. Like, I hope that you listen to what I've said. And he's like, okay. So then Pinocchio has to take this music box that uh, Geppetto has made for the mayor of the town. And he takes it to town and is going to get it in exchange for like 10 gold coins or whatever. And it's this big effing deal. (laughs) And on the way there, Pinocchio passes a carnival and he's like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. Oh, those are always good news. Right? No. So, (laughs) so Pinocchio and he has a little friend with him and it's not Jiminy Cricket. It's sort of a replacement for Jiminy Cricket. Mm. It's this little toy that he carved that the blue fairy brought to life for him for his birthday and it's a character that's voiced by don Knotts. its name is willikers and he's sort of like a little lightning bug yeah so it's like the aldi's version of jiminy cricket this whole film is the aldi's version and they nothing against aldi's no but it's a cheap version so they go to the carnival and pinocchio falls in love with a puppet Good lord. Name Twinkle. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes. And she's a puppet. She's not alive. Pinocchio at this moment is alive. And she's not. She's an inanimate object. And he I'm falls uncomfortable. Yeah, he falls in love with her. And the her puppeteer is this grimy British man who has huge lips and his hair is greasy and he looks awful. And he's like, oh, wow, Pinocchio, you're going to be turned into a puppet again. And he turns him into a puppet randomly. And Willikers has to get him out of the situation. And there's these two other characters that replace the fox and the cat characters from the original Pinocchio. And they're this raccoon and monkey instead. And... Okay, here's another thing I don't understand. I don't understand, in the Disney and this version, I don't understand the world of Pinocchio. I don't really either. I don't understand how there's like half human, half animal characters, but then also humans, but then also just regular animals. Yeah. So this this film's the exact same way. So then (laughs) Pinocchio and and this raccoon and monkey character... He finds out that the music box was taken by the Emperor of the Night and that the puppet guy who has Twinkle like works for him and they have this ship and that's where the music box is. And for some freaking reason, Pinocchio thinks it's a good idea to go after the music box when his (laughs) father Geppetto could probably just make another one. Yeah, they would lose money, but... That just is the obvious choice, in my opinion. Good Lord. Um, so they go to this ship and they find out that Geppetto went looking for Pinocchio because Pinocchio, like, you know, went off to the carnival and he got captured by the Emperor of the Night and this 
in this puppet guy whose name is like Puppetino or something. What? So Creative. Uh, I know. <laughs> so they go to this ship and they find the Emperor of the Night, who is basically Satan oh. with four arms oh. and is voiced by James Earl Jones. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's very evil. And he, you find out that he basically for some reason has this whole ship of puppets and there's a scene like maybe 20 minutes until it's over there's a scene where pinocchio is like chilling with all these different people on the ship because he's an idiot and is keeps breaking all the rules and can never learn a lesson and so he's like drinking beer with all these different (laughs) characters on on the emperor of the night's ship while he's trying to find the music box and isn't that how somebody got turned into a donkey last time? I right? Like it's so frustrating. Pinocchio frustrates the hell out of me. I go can't... to an AA meeting, <laughs> Pinocchio. I can't function in when watching Pinocchio movies. I'm stressed Mm-mm. out and mm. I'm just like you this never would have happened if you had just made a decent life choice. <laughs> Just one decent life choice. You have so, no excuse, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. You have a father who loves you. Right. After he finds out that he's been partying with puppets this whole time, that scene, the way they execute it, the lighting is really strange and the music is really Ew. gross. And it, you look at it and you're just like, and Williker says, oh my God, they're all puppets. And he says it in a way that is like, gives you chills. And you're just like, Ugh. so none of these characters on this ship are real. They're all puppets and it's really creepy. And I remember as a kid, that part always freaked me out. And in theory, I should be afraid of puppets. I'm not, but that scene was enough to like really scar me as a kid the way that that scene was animated and the music and the lines that were said during that time was very scary um obviously it ends happy pinocchio i don't know freaking figures out how to stop everything and the emperor of the night ends up being a horrible villain and uh that's easy to defeat and everyone (laughs) goes home and pinocchio is a real boy again and twinkle becomes a real girl oh cute so they're able to be together in a not weird way together i guess so (laughs) the beer in this is like green and bubbly it doesn't it looks like it could be soda but it's obviously beer because pinocchio is like drunk in the absinthe (laughs) oh my god it yes this movie is rated g so (laughs) so it's probably not absent so um so yeah this this film i'm surprised a lot of people don't know about it and um i i was actually kind of shocked by that i used to watch this a lot and i used to i used to watch it when i wanted to freak myself out as a kid because i knew it was going to be really it was a really freaky um a freaky story yeah so filmation got into a lot of trouble with this one and with the snow white film from disney uh because they basically made a sequel without like disney's permission but technically these characters are not copyright yeah, because from folk tales exactly and that was filmation's argument was that no like we we can use these because they're not copyrighted in that sense right. so so disney actually lost the the lawsuit yeah, uh, because Filmation had a great argument. But all the money that Filmation spent basically on fighting Disney for these two films mm. ran them out of business. So they no longer exist. Dang. Hey guys, do you love Good Morning Nancy? You do? 
then stop by our Spreadshirt shop and pick up some Good Morning Nancy merch. Go to www.goodmorningnancy.com merch and click the shirt icon. We have mugs, buttons, long and short sleeve shirts. We even have a kid and toddler shirt available. Again, that's www.goodmorningnancy.com merch. Have a great morning. There is a really good documentary called Nightmares in the Red, White, and Blue. I think we've talked about it on a couple other episodes, but um, there is one of the directors that they interview for that movie says something about, like, if you're a kid and you watch Pinocchio and if you like watching it, then you kind of graduate onto, like, other horror movies. And, like, the kids who watched Pinocchio and didn't like it or like were too scared of it like they don't like horror now and it's really funny because I was just talking to one of my coworkers about it and she said the same exact thing she was like yeah no don't like horror also watched Pinocchio when I was a kid and I hated it (laughs) like well there you go that's really cool well because of like the transformation scene and everything and it's kind of like body horror in that scene the reason why that scene always affected me was because um he cries out for his mother. Yes. And yes, he's saying, that's Mama. so weird. And that freaking ruined me. Mm-hmm. Like I could I was like upset. Not necessarily scared, but like really sad during yeah. that scene. Yes. Cause it was like, oh dang, like he's never gonna see his mom again. He's gonna he's gone missing kind of thing. It's really mm-hmm. sad. Well, and that whole thing about like being trapped in a, a body that's not your own. And not being able to talk or, like, tell people what you need or what you want is awful. Well, yeah. And think about that in a sense where in Pinocchio or in the Emperor of the Night, uh, Pinocchio becomes a puppet twice in that one. He change, he changes back into a puppet twice. And it's the same concept where, like, he's stuck and he can't get out. And that is really frightening Mm -hmm. that's really scary yeah so okay so that's mine abby which film scared you when you were a kid even though it probably shouldn't have because it was a kid's film little nemo adventures in slumberland (laughs) (laughs) when you say it out loud it's like (laughs) so stupid but it was originally, a, it was like a Japanese anime that came out in, I think it was released in 1989 in Japan, and then it was released in 1992 in America. William Hertz directed the American version, and it had like the most random cast of like, like bigger names, like um, Mickey Rooney plays the voice of Flip the Clown, which like gross clowns, but um. <laughs> lip i haven't and i also haven't seen this movie since i was really young because it scared me that much (laughs) there's just like certain movies that i won't touch because i'm like no mm -mm." i couldn't watch labyrinth for the longest time for the same reason because it scared the crap out of me when i was little so um little nemo is basically it's based off of a comic that was written like back in the early 1900s like 19 I want to say it's 1911, but I don't remember. It's about this little boy who um, dreams himself into this adventure. And he, like, flies around in his bed in this, like, dreamland. And 
he finds out that he's like heir to the throne in this dreamland from this random king who's like, oh, yeah, you're the heir to my throne. And the king gives him this key and it's the key to like any door in the kingdom. And he ends up unlocking the door to this like secret chamber because Flip the clown convinces him to open this door and he unleashes the Nightmare King. And he has to, like, figure out how to defeat the Nightmare King before he infiltrates, like, real life outside of this dreamland. And it's terrifying. It's so scary. See, this is really interesting because you had never seen Pinocchio uh, and the Emperor of the Night. And Mm -hmm. I had never seen Little Nemo. So I think that's kind of interesting that we both saw different or, like, we we haven't seen each other's film. I'm pretty sure you can watch this on YouTube. You definitely can because yeah, I, I did see that one available while I was watching Emperor of the Night. This is what's really crazy. So like I, I looked up Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night and I found it on YouTube. And on the sidebar of YouTube, you can kind of see like related videos, right? Mm-hmm. One of them was Little Nemo. Mm-hmm. The other one was Princess and the Goblin. The <laughs> other one was... Um, Happily Ever After? Yes, Happily Ever After. And then uh, the Nutcracker Prince. Oh, my God. Can we just, like, can we talk about the Rat King for a second and the Nutcracker Prince? And how, like, it gave me, like, it damaged my psyche when I was little. Because there's a scene where, like, it's, I think it's towards the end of the movie. It's at the end, yeah. Where the Rat King has, like, this crazed look in his eyes because he's on, like, a murderous rampage. And he's, like, trying to kill, um, what's the girl's name? Clara. Clara. He's trying to kill Clara, and he's, like, <laughs> making exactly. these terrible sounds. He has his sword. He's it's holding awful. his He's holding his injury because he got stabbed, and yeah. he has, like, this bloody, like, gross vest because he's injured, and he's, like, going around. Everyone else has turned back into dolls, and Clara's the only like living thing left and Mm -hmm. she's there in this sugar plum fairy castle and he comes back and he has a sword and she's throwing like pies and like food at him and he just keeps creeping closer yes it's awful it's It's, awful it is i i saw that 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 was available on youtube and i showed my husband that particular scene because i was like you gotta watch this scene and he was like yeah wow that's really scary and i'm like no "No." you don't understand though (laughs) when you're a little tiny baby and you watch this and you're like wow whoa (laughs) and tchaikovsky's score is playing at this time (gasps) yeah and it's really scary and it's so it's like it's, it's sad it's too sad it's like and you're like she's gonna die she's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> nobody else is there to save her mm-hmm. and she she does kill him i guess not really though because she falls and he falls he, he pulls like a guest on where he like falls and and she holds on while he's falling and yeah he drowns i guess in the water but yeah but yeah, his eyes are like wild. Yes, and there's also a part in that movie where like she I think she has like chocolates or something in her nightstand next to her bed and she hears something. Yes. And she opens the drawer and he's there. Yes. And it's the creepiest thing because he's like Neh. like he's got this freaking look in his eye like I've never been scared of a rat before but like pretty scary. Yeah, so the nutcracker prince nightmares for days. Yeah. 
but also Little Nemo nightmares for days. Yeah. Probably watch those. Definitely watch those. they're on YouTube. Yeah, they are. They're, I found all of these on YouTube. As, as long as it's not a Disney film, you could probably find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, because most of these companies sort of fell apart. And the rights to these films are don't really exist because the companies don't exist and so they're sort of right now they're like free range and were those the two that you were going to talk about those were the yeah those were the two that i uh, that i recently watched and uh i uh i know that uh, a listener of ours on twitter uh mentioned how they really thought the black cauldron yes so that's how we got the idea for this episode because i was watching it the other night because it's on hulu and I was texting Gracie, and I was like, this movie does not stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really bad. Um, but yeah, yeah the freaking Black Cauldron scared the crap out of me when I was little because of the Horned King. And also that like little goblin thing that's like the Horned King's henchman. Oh, yeah. He has like one eye is like really big yeah. and the other one's like squinty. Yeah. yeah. And he's like green and just nasty. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen the Black Cauldron, it's a, basically about this Horned King who probably is satan i don't know but it takes place like back in medieval times and there's this like magical oracular pig that the horned king is like i need the pig because i need to know where the black cauldron is and like how to find it what a weird thing i know it's just (laughs) it's very it's like a piecemeal story but like this kid is like a pig keeper so like the pig gets stolen and he has to go look for the pig and then like they have to find the black cauldron and the horn king finds them all together so now he's got the pig and the black cauldron and he uses the cauldron to like make this undead army out of all these freaking dead soldiers that he's got stashed away in the basement of his castle like just for safekeeping you know just for a rainy day (laughs) Just a rainy day undead army. Yeah, everyone's got one. So, yeah, that movie scared the freaking crap out of me because you got the Horn King and now you got all these freaking zombie soldiers walking around. The animation is pretty janky because I it came out in 1985, so it was like that weird transition it that was Disney right was doing right before they got new animators yeah. and they did the Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes, and, like, you can kind of see, like, how, you know, throughout, like, the older Disney movies, they, like, recycle animation. Mm -hmm. You see that, like, sometimes in The Black Cauldron, and it's just, like, it's just a weird movie. Yeah, I actually... Like, freaking John Hurt plays the voice of the horn king. he sure does. (laughs) It's, like... What even? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is that I, I didn't see that movie until I was like 15. <laughs> and I I don't know why. It was just, it passed my radar, I guess. Like I never knew anybody who owned it. I, we never owned it when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I must have found it somehow. I don't know, 15 years ago. Like when I was 15 years old, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember like what technology was available then. Um <laughs> stone tablets yeah basically (laughs) we yeah yeah anyway so (laughs) gosh darn it 
so I found it somehow and I thought, well, I, I knew a lot of people who le- loved it when they were little and I thought, oh, I'll watch this. And I watched it and I thought, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it, it was does. really bad. My boyfriend was like, oh, wow, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, let us know what kids movie scared you when you were a kid yeah and definitely like really find out if it was like made for children because like i mentioned earlier like there are certain films that like watership down like Mm -hmm. i cannot watch that film it affects me too much yeah there's so many terrifying upsetting sad scenes and that but Mm -hmm. like i i think that that wasn't made for children i think that was just advertised incorrectly same um, but really look and see, like, was this made for children and did it scare you? Let us know. We want to know. Yes. Check us out at Twitter at Good Morning Nan, Facebook at Good Morning Nancy, and Instagram at Good Morning Nancy Podcast. And let us know what kids movie scared you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to now pay tribute to our patrons. And we just want to say thank you to Stacy. Thank you, Stacy, so much for everything that you do. Thank you, Julie. Julie, you are awesome. Thank you, James. James, you're the best. Number one, number one. <laughs> and we want to say thank you to Shauna. Shauna, you rock as always. Guys, thank you so much for en- enjoying your coffee break with us. And we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>